Dateline, August 2nd, 2009. Welcome to the Australia Desk, folks, from a very windy Melbourne. It's certainly been keeping most of us on the ground. Uh, even for the little light aircraft, it's been too windy, let alone for those of us trying to get balloons in the air. Once again, I'm uh, doing this solo. Steve Vischer is in the US. I believe he's going to be involved in the recording of the latest Airplane Geeks podcast, the one that this uh, Australia Desk is going to be on. So, hi, Steve. How's it going, mate? Anyhow, enough of the fun, let's get stuck into this week's news. First up in the news this week is a follow-on to some articles I reported on in the uh, Playing Crazy Down Under podcast last week. Uh, These came in a little late and didn't quite make the cut for the Australia Desk segment, but uh, it's a follow-on to Virgin Blue's announcements that it was uh, trying to seek more capital. Well, in addition to going through the trading holes and so on, they finally got everything to work and uh, they released a share offer, which has actually been successful. They've uh, raised $133 million from institutional investors. According to Matt O'Sullivan, who's writing in uh, wa.today.com.au's Business Day section, Virgin Blue's heavily discounted share issue has successfully mounted its first hurdle, raising $133 million from institutional investors. That's pretty good, isn't it? They have yet to complete the retail offer component of this capital raising. The expectation is that Sir Richard Branson's Virgin Group will uh, increase their stake from 25.5% to 30% in Virgin Blue. So all up, it was, it's been a pretty successful share offer and capital raising from Virgin Blue. This despite uh, wheel falling off one of their 737s last week and co-founder and CEO Brett Godfrey announcing that he would be retiring in a year or so. Keeping in the spirit of all things Virgin, our next article here is a media release from V Australia, where they're announcing that uh, they're introducing new one-way fares between Los Angeles and Australia. You no longer have to book a return ticket. They've introduced one-way fares that are actually quite cheap. The media release quotes Virgin Blue Group Chief Executive Brett Godfrey saying that the initiative is another example of V Australia remaining open and adaptable to new ideas and championing change for consumers. He states that the biggest joke in the industry was that for the cheapest and least restrictive one-way fare, travellers had to purchase a return fare and throw away the return portion. Yeah, this is a classic situation where buying a one-way ticket is actually more expensive than buying the cheapest return airfare. So Virgin are introducing one-way fares across all of their uh, various fare ranges. The only concern we've got here is, uh, will the US allow people to come over on a one-way ticket? The US and many other locations expect visitors to have a return ticket so that they know they're not coming over to disappear into the woodwork and become uh, illegal aliens. So it'll be interesting to see what the reaction of uh, US immigration and so on is when these fares kick in and people start trying to travel to the US on a one-way ticket. And speaking of reduced fares and competition across the Pacific, according to Steve Creedy in The Australian, he's written that Qantas vows to slug out fare war. Qantas says it has no choice but to continue to match low airfares to remain competitive. Chief Executive Alan Joyce said yesterday there was a mixture on Qantas routes of commercially driven carriers acting rationally and others adding capacity into declining markets. He said this was pushing the price competition and losses on some international routes, including from Australia to Los Angeles and Britain, and this could not continue. He was asked if he was going to follow an Emirates move to raise fares by 7%, but he said the Qantas approach had been to reduce capacity by grounding and deferring aircraft. 
Also in this uh, same article by Steve Creedy, towards the end, he mentions that uh, Qantas have revealed that they're delaying taking delivery of their fourth A380 by a month because it was not up to scratch at the original delivery date. While the aircraft type has had a better entry into service than the Boeing 747-400 and is proving popular with customers, they wanted to delay acceptance of the fourth aircraft to ensure it met the airline's high standards. I find that quite interesting that you've got uh, some issues with quality, whether Qantas are truly finding issues with quality and using them as an excuse to delay taking the aircraft because when you take it you start to pay for it now here's a story that's bound to have steve visher choking in his beer as he listens to it complaints drop as tiger airways listens to customers this is from john wright in the courier mail low-cost domestic carrier tiger airways has found a novel way to reduce complaints and boost its business it is listening to its customers Apparently, since it started uh, using customer feedback to change the way it works in Australia, it's seen a three-quarter drop in complaints since the start of the year. Pretty amazing. It's a rather large number because they were getting a lot of complaints beforehand. Apparently, they're doing something right. It's They're making it easier for people. So here's to hoping that Tiger Airways can improve their act. Well, folks, that's about it for now. There are some other topics to discuss, but these are the key ones that we thought were pretty good for the Australia desk. The other ones will be discussed in more detail in the Playing Crazy Down Under podcast that we produce. So thanks for listening to the Airplane Geeks Australia desk segment. I'm Grant McCarran, and I'll talk to you all again next week.